Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. So welcome to the call. We're going to jump right in. So today's topic is Miracle in Miracles. Miracle in Miracles. So we know that Jesus performed many miracles. The gospel uh, records many of the miracles, and many many of them were actually not recorded at all. In fact, John, let's see, John 20 and 30 and 21 and 25 says, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would have been written. And so as we, as I was researching, I discovered the definition of miracles, um, and it was quite, um, I don't know, quite interesting as I was looking at some of the definitions, but um, a miracle is defined as literally a wonder or wonderful thing. In theology, a miracle is an event or effect contrary to the established constitution or course of things, or a deviation from the known laws of nature, a supernatural event. Miracles are also defined as an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs, an event that contradicts known scientific law, a supernatural act in the natural realm, an extraordinary or unnatural event that reveals or confirms a specific message, through a mighty work. Sometimes it's impossible to know if a particular miracle is simply one miracle recorded from a different angle or if there are two separate miracles being recorded. Different gospels often record the same miracle, uh, giving slightly different details. For example, the story of Jesus calming the sea. We're all familiar with that. That's found in Matthew Mark and Luke, and they're all accounts of the same story, which may be unique to each of the Gospels, but given a different perspective, and they're also there to encourage us in our walk with Christ. Although the reasons for Jesus performing miracles are too numerous to list, we can say that miracles are to glorify God, help others, and prove that he is indeed who he says he is. Right, And in my research, I also found there to be four primary categories of miracles. Miracles over nature, miracles of healing, miracles over demonic power, and miracles of supply or provision. Okay, Now, when we look at miracles over provision, excuse me, miracles over nature, we see that there are, you know, there's quite a few that we're, of course, familiar with. The one that I just um, named, which was uh, Jesus calming the sea, right, in Mark, Luke, and uh, Matthew. Excuse me. <clears throat> so Luke 8 and 22 says it this way. Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, 
and there was a calm, okay? And a miracle over nature would be a miracle performed over natural things. So even when he turned the water into wine in John chapter 2, that was a miracle over nature because this was natural elements. And all the elements, everything is subject to Jesus because he created them all. In fact, Colossians 1.16a says, for by, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth. And so these examples of Jesus exercising his authority over the elements were all subject, again, to his divine authority. And we don't hear very much about it, you know, on social media and news and all that other kind of um, junk that out, that's out there. <laughs> but he's still performing miracles of nature today, even though we don't hear much about it. And so miracles of healing, so that was miracles of nature. So miracles of healing uh, in Matthew 4 and 23, uh, it says, and Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And so just like Elon Musk, he knows Tesla products, right, and how to fix them when, they're, when their automobile malfunctions. And so it is with God. He created our bodies, and so he can restore it. And when it begins to malfunction, he knows what's needed, right? It's always the will of God for, for people to be healed, but there's times when people did not always get healed. And when we look at Mark 6, 1 through 6, we see an example of this. And it says, and he went out from thence, this is the King James Version, and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, from where or from whence, from where has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is this not the carpenter, son of Mary, brother of James, and Judah, Joseph, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they were all offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled. He marveled because of their unbelief and went around about the villages teaching. So not only does Jesus heal sick bodies, he can raise the dead. And I know that, you know, those of you that's on this call this morning are familiar with all of these miracles. But it was just astonishing to me as I begin to read about the miracles and the categories and some of the, the stories, I mean, there, again, there's just way too much to even talk about within this, these few minutes. So he raised the dead, okay? In Luke seven twelve through 15, it says, Now when he came nigh 
to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and he said to her, Weep not. And he came and he touched the bier, and they that bare him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. And he that was dead sat up and began to speak, and he delivered him to his mother. Now, you can believe what you want, but these type of miracles are still happening today. But because we have a fallen uh, tradition, we have fallen into traditions and religion and unbelief and all these things concerning miracles, we don't, we don't see them or even identify them as miracles. Some of us may, but some of us don't even see them as miracles that often. So that was the category of healing. So the other category is over demonic powers. And we see that in Mark 1, 32 to 34. It says, and at even when the sun did set, they brought him unto all that were diseased and to those were possessed, that were possessed with, with devils. And all the city was gathered together at the door. And he healed many that were sick, of divers diseases and cast out many devils and suffered not the devils to speak because they knew him. Wow. Now, in an attempt to discredit Jesus and trying to make make it look like he was one of them, a lot of times uh, this was done so that people didn't think that they had the same, and I'm talking about the demons, had the same power as Jesus. Because Jesus wouldn't allow them to speak unless they were spoken to. So no matter how great the manifestation of the demonic powers uh, in the ministry of Jesus, uh, they could never hold against Jesus, right? And Jesus, through believers, is still exerting power over physical and spiritual manifestations of Satan and demonic spirits today. We, again, we don't see much of that over uh, in the, I guess you would say the industrial, not industrialized, the, um, never mind, I'm not going to get into that. We just don't see it a whole lot, all right? Now, the next uh, one is miracles of supply or provision. Matthew 17, 24 through 27 says, after Jesus and his disciples arrived at uh, Capernaum, the collectors of the two drachma, Temple tax came to Peter and asked, doesn't your teacher pay the temple tax? Yes, he does, he said. When Peter came into the house, Jesus was the first to speak. He said, what do you think, Simon? He asked. From, from whom do the kings of the earth collect duty and taxes? From their own children or from others? And verse 26 says, from others, Peter answered. Then the children are exempt, Jesus said to him, but so that we may not cause offense, go to the lake, throw out your line, take that first fish you catch, open his mouth, and you will find a four drachma coin. Take it and give it to them for my tax and yours. Now, I love the King James Version 
of this, or the King James translation, where it says, thou shalt find a piece of money. Now, I know that there's not one person listening to this call that hasn't had their own find a piece of money. Hashtag find a piece of money experience. And there's not enough time on this call to share my hashtag find a piece of money experience. But as I was reminded uh, on and as I was preparing, I was reminded of of those times for me that I was reminded of a time when I was about to be evicted from my apartment and because I, had, because I had lost my job and I couldn't pay my rent. And the day before, someone actually sent me a check to cover my rent, my food, and then some. And maybe you have a find a piece of money experience that God has placed, you know, has done in your life, right? Maybe your find a piece of money was that God placed on the heart of someone else to bless you by putting some money in your hand or in your bank account, just in the nick of time. Maybe you'll find a piece of money was an opportunity that was overlooked, and it presented itself just at the right time, where there was a need that had to be met. Maybe you'll find a piece of money is a concept or a business idea that's waiting for you to implement. I don't know what your find a piece of money experience looks like, but I do know that Jesus is still performing them today. He is still drawing men and women to himself through all of these miracles, miracles over nature, miracles over provision, miracles over and healing, miracles over demonic powers, miracles of provision to glorify himself, to glorify his father, to meet the needs of his people and causing those to those of us to keep the faith and others to come to him, miracles that will always point to Jesus as the son of God and with his authority, right? When he casts out demons, his authority over them is emphasized. When he heals on the Sabbath, for example, his authority of Lord, as Lord over the Sabbath is emphasized and all of the other miracles that he has performed. So I hope today's wisdom has, has inspired you. I hope you've been encouraged. That is always our prayer. Make sure that you go to wisdominspired.net so you can find the links to the other platforms, listen to the previous episodes, subscribe, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to know more about our virtual co-working and collaborating community and how you can benefit from the resources and transformational coaching, then send us an email to hello at aaccoworking.com. With that said, meet us back on the line, God willing. Same time, same place, same station with more Wisdom Inspired. We'll see you on Thursday. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.